Talk Money to Me is a financial podcast produced by Transglobal. All opinions expressed by the hosts and guests are solely their own opinions and do not reflect the opinion of Transglobal. This podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be relied upon as basis for investment decisions. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Talk Money to Me, where we talk about money and how it affects you. I'm your co-host, Jonathan, and I know a little bit about finance. And I'm your other co-host, Tracy, and I know almost nothing about finance. We have two wonderful guests with us today. I'll go ahead and let them introduce themselves. Hi, this is Franklin Sue, certified financial planner, and I am too honest for my own good. Hey guys, I'm Stephanie. Um, I am a personal finance enthusiast. Today's topic is going to be about those fancy terms and letters that you've heard about, 401ks and IRAs. Would you guys be able to help explain what exactly those terms mean or how they even came about? And whether or not they have anything to do with Ireland? They definitely don't have anything to do with Ireland, uh, as far (laughs) as I know. (laughs) Um, If we have to talk about 401k IRA, we have to talk about what they are. Um, IRA full name is Individual Retirement Account, and it could be set up by an individual. Uh, 401k is a retirement account that's set up by the company. And the term 401k came from part of the legislation back in 1978. And the purpose of retirement account really goes way back, maybe I'll say about 100, 120 years ago. Back in the early 1900s, I think the labor condition was really bad. There weren't much protection for the laborers. So uh, after many, many workers revolt, government stepped in, a uh, corporation uh, complied and created retirement accounts for the people, for the workers. But at that time, it isn't uh, 401k. It's more something uh, more like a guaranteed retirement plan. And nowadays, uh, the general name for that is called the defined benefit plan. And it's called defined benefit because the worker's retirement benefit is defined by this plan itself. So in response to poor labor conditions, they were like, don't worry, we'll pay for your retirement. So back in the 1930s, uh, FDR, uh, the president at the time, created Social Security. And then also defined benefit was uh, uh, that also came into the picture. Uh, In the 70s, what happened was U.S. companies accumulate a lot of pension liability, meaning that they, the company, those companies are on the hook to pay all these workers when they retire, but they didn't generate enough revenue as a company or as companies to cover that liability. So Congress passed a series of laws in the 70s, uh, the most famous one, ERISA. And the full name of ERISA is called Employee Retirement Income Securities Act. The responsibility of providing retirement income shifted from the corporations onto the employees themselves. Most people nowadays don't even have the choice. You can't choose to get onto a defined benefit pension plan unless your employer offers it. And most employers do not want that liability. Therefore, they will not have defined benefit plans available. So it's all mostly either defined contribution or no plan at all. So what is defined is the contribution that you're making to this plan. You have to allocate your money into what you wanted to invest in. And um, employer-sponsored accounts like traditional 401k or traditional IRAs 
because it's your employer controlling it, you kind of are limited in the options that you can choose, like what you can allocate your money into. Um, whereas like an IRA, because it's individually set up, you actually have more choices. You can choose who you want to set up the account with. You have more variety in the kind of allocations you can choose within the account. No, I mean, here's a here's their little secret. You're employer pays for the 401k plan and the more investment options you have in this plan the more your employer has to pay for it that explains why a lot of 401ks have very minimal investment selection however if you have a traditional ira account or even a uh, roth ira account and we'll talk about the difference between traditional and roth ira later you're free to buy stocks, you're free to buy funds, you're free to use options to invest. So there's definitely a lot more ways for you to maximize your return if you know what you're doing. So using the cell phone analogy, if you don't want to think about how to put everything together, you just want to streamline service like a iPhone, then I would say a employer plan buying a target fund, uh, pretty much a preset plan for you will work. But if you are pretty good at investments and you think that you could do better than a preset plan then you can select something like a customizable android phone so that's the individual ira account that's the analogy i will use how a target fund works is like they see what age you're currently at and what is your predicted age of retirement and they'll invest in a way conservatively or aggressively depending on how much time you are pretty much have until your retirement and, and also just to add something into the mix, uh, Target Funds is one of the biggest ripoffs in our <laughs> industry. It is. And the reason why is if you look into the Target Funds, they are called a funds of funds. Uh, for example, if you say you buy a 2060 Target Fund because you estimate that your retirement date is 2060, they'll give you a allocation, let's just say, for example, 80% stock funds and 20% bond funds. You look into what they buy. A lot of times they buy their own company's stock funds and bond funds. So you're getting charged twice, right? You're paying the target fund a fee and then the fund they buy within the fund, you pay another fee, mm -hmm. right? So you're, you're being ripped twice. Yeah. See, I told you I'm too honest for my own good. Well, we Got appreciate it. that honesty. You had mentioned Franklin about how there's uh, traditional accounts and Roth accounts, either for 401ks or IRAs. What makes something traditional? Why is a Roth called a Roth? Traditional IRAs or 401ks, um, the main purpose is tax deduction. It's uh, suitable for someone that wants to pay less taxes now and is willing to pay taxes later. Uh, but what about the people who are willing to pay taxes now in exchange for a tax-free growth in their accounts. Well, that's when the Roth IRA came into play. And Roth IRA, uh, it's, called, it's named Roth because the senator that drew up this plan, his name is William Roth Jr. So they named it after him. If you're one of the investors that love to YOLO, to maximize your investments and minimize your tax liability, it's better to YOLO in a Roth account versus in a taxable account. Because imagine if you turn $50,000 to 11 million, like the guy on Wall Street bet. Well, if you do it in a taxable account, you have to pay taxes on it. That could amount to five to six million, half of it. But if you do it all in a Roth account, 
Well, guess what? That entire million dollar is tax free. I was going to say, oh man, let me just go back in time. How, when we invent a time machine, we should go back so I can set this all up correctly. And then, or I need someone who can predict the future. Are there other things that we might want to consider besides whether or not we're going to invest something? Is there maybe other factors that would determine if we want to do something pre-tax in terms of putting money into an account or post-tax? I think bouncing off of that question also, like it doesn't sound like there's much advantage to traditional IRAs. So what would be a reason why I might want that instead? So like Roth uh, IRAs, they actually have an income limit. So after you make a certain amount, you can't actually contribute to a Roth uh, IRA anymore. But Roth IRA, the benefit of it is like, because you have been taxed already, they don't require you to have a required minimum distribution age, or also known as RMD. You're not required to withdraw at 72 like you are with the traditional IRA, the traditional 401k, and the Roth 401k. So like we kind of did mention that, okay, Roth IRA, Roth 401k are tax exempt, meaning you can put in post-tax, so after-tax money into the account, let it grow and not have to be taxed. But the reason why um, I kind of want to distinguish the difference is because Roth 401k, because we said your employer can contribute, that contribution, the employer contribution would be pre-taxed. So therefore, it's because it's pre-taxed, when you do withdraw um, that money, that money will have to be taxed. But keep in mind, the logic here is to minimize your tax liability legally. Uh, let's say this person started earning income. Income's not that high, so this person's not in a high tax bracket. Well, guess what? At this time, it's definitely a good opportunity to put money into a Roth IRA. Or if Roth 401k is eligible to this person, then take advantage of that because the tax is so little. And as this person grow in one's career, the income grows as well. So maybe this person's in a higher tax bracket. Now, a tax-deferred vehicle will help. So a thing like a 401k or a traditional IRA that could use to defer some income taxes now could be used to lower the current tax liability. And then let's say later on, this person has kids and then kids leave the house, all the tax deductions gone, back into high income earner again. And then now this person also have a lot of passive income from all the wealth accumulation this individual has done due to years. Well, now this person can consider using taxable accounts mixed with tax-free accounts. So you can see that it's very complicated, but then at the same time, it's very individualized. So that's why everyone's situation is different, but the end goal is the same, minimize tax liability legally. But if you are, like most people right out of college, we don't know anything about taxes and you get to your new job and they're like, hey, do you, okay, one year later or whatever, you know, whenever you're allowed to contribute to a 401k, they're like, do you want to contribute? If you have not that much knowledge on how to invest or retire, the account could just be a measure of saving for you, you know, just making sure that you put aside some money and you don't spend it recklessly on... <laughs> beer or whiskey or you know any kind of alcohol or whatever you kids do nowadays <laughs> right so, FYI, fyi uh stephanie is a kid too 
Yeah, I am. So <laughs> I'm talking about also, myself too. A much more realistic slash wholesome way that people waste their quote waste their money is just on like food experiences. I mean, that's a much more tempting. Yeah, I'm thing. a foodie, so I yeah. that's exactly where I put my money. But yeah, I invest. I save too. You know, like and mm -hmm. um, if you don't know a lot yet, just put that money aside. It's better that you do than it sit in your bank account and not accrue, like accrue interest, like less than 1% interest, right? Um, you put it into investments, at least there's a chance for that to grow a return much higher. And, and then once you do the research, you figure out, okay, well, my situation, my tax bracket, what makes sense? Which account makes sense for me to put more money into or allocate less money out of this account and put more into you know, some other account? What areas of your life are stable and because of that stability, you can maybe have a little bit more risk in your investment sides, right? Yeah. And uh, I think the alternative investment is a very interesting part because I got a lot of people ask me, hey, Frank, can I buy real estate? Can I invest in real estate with my IRA accounts? And the answer is yes. Mm -hmm. But guess what? A lot of tax benefit from investing in real estate gets taken away if you buy real estate through an IRA. But at the same time, some of the other benefits are given. So then now as an individual, for example, Stephanie's case, she will uh, look at both solutions and decide which one provides the best return and also the lowest tax liability. And she can go that route. And guess what? Maybe in a couple of years, her life changes, right? Then her tax situation is different. Well, she can pivot to another route too. So the whole idea here is you don't have to be locked into one or the other but you definitely have to be flexible or have a flexible enough plan for you to be on the lookout. Always take advantage of the current tax law to lower your tax liability because that means what? That means more money in your pocket. Yeah, emphasis on current tax laws. You know, tax laws change with every president. So, you know, that's something you have to take into consideration. All right, so evade taxes legally. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If you think a 401k, like like Franklin said, right, like you could be paying double the management fees. Like, is that worth it? Like now that you've listened to this podcast, most likely no. So you want to open up a Roth IRA. OK, and then, um, you know, have all of those tax benefits. And the beauty of Roth IRA is that your contributions are not locked in. So meaning the amount you put in, say that you put six thousand dollars, you don't have to wait until like 59 and a half to withdraw. There's no tax penalty to withdraw what you put in, only to withdraw what you earned on your initial investment. Right? And if this is not something that your company wants you to do, just secretly send this podcast to your friends, but tell them to keep it on the down low so that it's everyone can know the secret. <laughs> well, actually, let me, let me add one thing. You can, you can have a 401k and also open up yeah. a Roth IRA and contribute into both as long as your income is below the the limit. Yeah. yeah. So you can do both. Have your cake and eat it. That's what we're saying. One last thing that I wanted to ask was, since we are aware that tax laws changes with presidents, um, even just when you go into different cities, you see that sales tax can be different too. So I'm wondering, will I have to be concerned about the changes of me saying moving to a different state or possibly even moving out of the country definitely um so depending on your state tax right the contribution has more or less benefits and also depending on the state tax the withdrawal could have more or less 
tax liability down the line. So definitely, yes. And I will recommend speaking with a qualified CPA. Thank you all so much for joining us for another episode. And hopefully you've learned how money affects you in retirement. With that, we'll be signing off. Take care, everyone. Bye.